You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Are you excited? <laughs> uh, you know, it's like some people need to be wound up. But I'm sure you're not one of those. You know, there are sometimes when God is moving, there's a lot of excitement, but there's sometimes when He's moving, it's very sober. Amen. And it helps when we're able to discern what exactly He's doing. Last night, we had a great time in the presence of God. And um, I'm really excited with what the Lord said to me about miracle nights being a regular occurrence where it will be an appointment with him where he will come into our midst and touch people in ways we never even imagined because a lot of times God tends to restrict himself a lot of times especially uh, when we decide to say, this is what we want, then he tries to move and operate within the confines of what you have placed upon him. For instance, if you say, we're having a prayer meeting, so God will manifest in the area of prayer. Amen. Do you understand? Amen. When it's a prayer meeting, that's not the time for God to manifest some other way. So if we're having a worship service, God will manifest himself within that. If we're having praise waves, for instance, he will manifest himself within that. If we're having a connect group, he will manifest himself within that. So if we don't give him, if we don't give him a vehicle or uh, what's the word now? If we don't create the environment that enables him to manifest in miracles, signs and wonders, we would always see a little here, a little there, a little there. And that's why when you see crusades, there are certain manifestations. Why? Because that's what he's given the freedom to do. That's where he's given the freedom to do miracles, signs, and wonders. So it's interesting. As we walk with God, we learn every day. How many people agree with that? Yeah. Yes, we learn every day. If you have stopped learning, I, I believe you've begun to die. The day you stop learning, you start dying. You never get so proud because of what you have known. Because there is what you don't know. And what you don't know, I have news for you, what you don't know is far more than what you know. It's far more than what you don't know. Or rather than what you know. What you don't know, even about you, 
you think you know yourself. Just walk with God. Just walk with God and Him to now open your eyes to things about you you never knew were a part of you. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. And that's why you must always have the disposition of a child when you walk with God. Okay? That's why he says, unless you are converted and become like a little child, you cannot even enter the kingdom of God. There are things of the kingdom you cannot walk in because of what you already know. Telling you. So we need to be open. We need to be yielded. And, and I'm not saying you should open yourself to junk. I'm saying you're open to God. Amen. Yeah, because there's a lot of junk as well. And sometimes some people tend to be more open to junk than to God. So this morning, I want to share with you on what I title Divine Authentication. Or maybe if you like, you can say divine accreditation. <laughs> yes. And uh, by the end of this service, I'm going to anoint you guys. And you have to carry, there are some signs that must follow you. Okay? Yes. God has called you. To manifest his power to this generation. And the sooner you believe that and begin to step into that. The sooner you will begin to see people respond to God. And we'll begin to see the enemy lose his grip over people. Over the souls of people. Yeah, because there are some people that are in chains. And it takes the power of God. It will, go, it will take the power of God for them to be liberated so that they can worship God in spirit and in truth. When God sent Moses to Pharaoh, the message was, let my people go. That what? That they may worship me. So there are some people that cannot worship God unless they are set free. Are you getting me? Yeah. So, and it is up to us to rise up to the place where God can use us. To set people free. So that we can have more worshipers. The Bible says, the hour cometh and now is. When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. So if God is looking for true worshipers, it means that they are not in abundance. Because you don't look for what is in abundance. Am I correct? You don't get up in the morning and start looking for dust because there's dust everywhere. There's an abundance of dust. But then, if the Father is in search 
of true worshipers, that tells you that not everyone you see is a true worshiper. Correct? Yeah. But it will take you and I standing up and taking our authority, taking our signs, taking our um, tools and implements of authority, of ministry, of deliverance, and so on to set people free. You know, have you ever seen a surgeon that has no tools trying to perform a surgery? My goodness. Two years ago, I was talking to a lady, a dentist. And I said, oh, you're a dentist. Okay, by the way, I need, uh, I need my tooth to be attended to. And she said to me, I don't have any tools here. No. <laughs> yeah, she had no tools with her. So because of that, she couldn't help me. And of course, I was just kidding. But even though she knows what to do without the tools... She can't. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. So if we look at Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Peter was preaching. This was after the explosion when the Holy Ghost had manifested. After the Holy Ghost manifested, Peter stands up and he's talking to the people. And part of the statement he makes, which is where we're taking our text from this morning... Let's read this in the um, NIV first, then we'll read Amplify. It says, men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. Can you see that? Yeah. Jesus was what? accredited. So you need divine accreditation. Amen. There is a divine accreditation that, is, that God is, is placing upon your life today. Amen. There is a divine accreditation that is coming upon your life from today. Amen. Let's read it in the Amplified. He said, you men of Israel, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man accredited and pointed out and shown forth and commended and attested to you by God. By the mighty works and the power of performing wonders and signs which God worked through him. Right in your midst, as you yourselves know. Listen to me, as a child of God, God never called you to look for signs. Okay? It is ungodly to look for signs. Because Jesus says, it is, it is a perverse generation that looks for signs. A perverse generation looks for signs. You don't look for signs. As a matter of fact, if you read Mark chapter 16, 
when he gave them the great commission. All right, Mark chapter 16, let's read from verse 18. Mark chapter 16. Okay, verse 17. He said, All right, and these signs, come on, is it in your Bible? These signs shall what? No, these signs shall be followed. Huh? These believers shall follow after signs. Those who believe will chase after signs. Those who believe will look for miracles. Is that what it says? What is going to follow? The signs will follow those who believe. So if you see a believer going after signs, tell them they are running in the wrong direction. Are you getting me? You are supposed, what is supposed to be chasing you, you are chasing. Can't you see you are running the wrong direction? You are facing the wrong direction. Just turn and, you know, so these signs shall follow them that believe, he says, in my name. Come on. The name of Jesus. Do you know, before Jesus came, if you read the Old Testament, you won't see them casting out demons. Yeah. No. Who? Is there any case you are aware of? My mind is going scanning through the Bible. And I can't, I can't think of one. One case of someone that casted out a demon. You mean Elijah didn't cast out demons? Hmm? What about Elijah? I mean, he had a double portion, right? So Jesus comes on the scene and he says, in my name. In my name, these signs will follow them that believe. They will cast out demons. So the first thing that happens to you as a believer when you get saved is the power to cast out demons. A believer must never be afraid of demons. Demons are afraid of you. It doesn't matter if you are the smallest. It says, out of the mouth of babes, he has ordained strength. So when God wants to deal with the devil, he doesn't look for the most powerful person. He looks for the smallest. He looks for the babe. And he uses the babe to humiliate the devil. How about that? So they will cast out demons. It says they will speak with a new tongue. Come on. Yeah. They will speak with a new tongue. They will take up serpents. Now, let me say here, I know that some people have been feeding others with snakes. That is not what this scripture is about. That's not what this scripture is about. Yeah. So if you go and start playing with snakes in the name of the Lord. Wow. Let me not even say what's coming to my mind. All right. He says, if they drink any deadly thing, 
it will by no means hurt them. This is not saying that you need doom sprayed on your face. Or petrol. Or rat poison. Where do they get all this nonsense from? Definitely not from the scriptures. So that is another operation. That is another operation. It's a spiritual operation, but it does not mean that it's a godly operation. Because there are many spirits. The Bible says there are many spirits. So you should judge every spirit. Yeah. You need to learn to discern. You don't say because somebody gave an accurate word, then it's God. The Sangoma can give you an accurate word. In case you don't know. He can tell you your history. Because they work with demons that have information. In case you don't know, there's a file about you in hell. Oh yes. But that is not to make you feel upset or afraid. But that's to tell you that you matter. <laughs> the devil will not spend time investigating someone that doesn't matter. Am I correct? Yeah. So you are a threat. And that's why you are a case study. <laughs> so you need to rise up. Okay? With your divine accreditation. Amen. And begin to operate Amen. according to the mandate that is upon your life. Amen. So they shall drink deadly things, but it will by no means hurt them. I remember years ago when a lady tried to poison us. Because we were preaching the gospel, young people. Going to different high schools, preaching, getting people saved and all of that. And this lady who was from the dark world was commissioned to poison us. And she put poison in this meat pie and they gave us. And we all ate the thing, praised the Lord and continued. <laughs> Without knowing. And she was waiting for us to start dying one by one. We were getting stronger. Yeah. Until the Lord convicted her. And she came and confessed and said, Please pray for me. This is actually what I did. I want what you've got. That's a loss to the enemy. So when the enemy sends someone to come and assassinate you and the person gets saved, who has lost? The devil has lost. Yes. So that's what this scripture is saying. It's talking about. So it's not saying you should go and look for poison and start drinking. If you do that, you will die. And if you don't die, you'll be in serious pain. That you wish you were dead. Yeah, 
So that's what he's talking about. You don't go around tempting God. You remember when Satan wanted to tempt Jesus? One of the things he said to him is, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. He says, why? Because he, it is written, he has given his angels charge over you. But he quoted that scripture out of context. He says, he will give his angels charge over you in all your ways. In other words, as you are going in your normal course of life, his angels will watch over you. Throwing yourself off a cliff is not your normal way of life. Yeah, it's not your normal way of life. So there's no angel that is mandated to hold you, to catch you. Yes, I'm telling you. So Satan was trying to trick Jesus, just like he tricks many people today. He will use the scriptures to trick people to go out of God's will without knowing. You see that? Look at what he said. He shall give his angels charge over you. Matthew 4, 6. They shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. By the time you go to Psalm 91 and you look at that scripture, you'll see how much, how much error is in that. Let's go to Psalm 91. This same verse that Satan is quoting from. In case you don't know, Satan knows the Bible as well. He reads the Bible. Because he uses the Bible for his own oppression. Uses the Bible. Are you there? How should I help you? Psalm 91. I wrote about this in my book, Supernatural Humanity. Okay. All right. Can you see? Verse 11. Psalm 91, verse 11. It says, for... Verse 9 says, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Then verse 11 says, For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you where? Can you see that? Satan omitted that. He omitted in all your ways. Back to Matthew, you see. Input in all your ways. Back to Matthew chapter 4. You see, he says, He shall give his angels, char- angels charge over you, and in their ways they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. In their hands, sorry. In their hands they shall bear you up. Can you see? It's not the same. So just enough truth. To mislead you. That's how Satan operates. So, even when you hear the truth, don't be in a hurry. Take a moment. Alright? To investigate. To be sure. This is God speaking. This is not a trap. Hallelujah. Amen. So back to Mark chapter six, uh, chapter 16. You see here, it says, 
Yes, in my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Verse 18, it says, They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Right? So expect the sick to be healed when you pray for them. Those days when I was in courtship with my wife, when she's sick, I'll go and pray for her. When I pray for her, I'll leave. And then she says, but... <laughs> now, I don't recommend this. <laughs> I don't recommend this to anyone, okay? But I did it. So I pray for her, and then for days, I don't even, there was no mobile phone. So for days, I don't visit her. I don't, you know, she's just there. And then when we meet, she's like, I've been sick. Why didn't you? And I'm surprised. I said, I prayed for you. I said, my responsibility is to pray for you. It's your responsibility to recover. Yeah, ask her. You see, so I took the scripture. They will lay hands on the sick. And I laid hands. And who will recover? <laughs> huh? <laughs> so, in my mind, it didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind that after I prayed for her, she will still remain sick. So I just assumed, well, you know, that's it. So that's why I say I don't recommend this. Don't do this at home. <laughs> you know what they, what they show when you watch wrestling. Don't try this at home. All right. So don't try this. If you do it, you are on your own. Ah, Fushani, if, if you do it, you're on your own. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, next verse, verse 19. Look. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Come on. How, do you, how would you feel? Somebody is talking to you, and as you're talking, he finishes saying what he's saying. Then you just see him going up. Hey, without any notice. Today they will say new age. Levitation. Your master did it. Okay, verse 20. Let's read verse 20. And they went out. Can you see? You're going to go out. They went out and preached everywhere. Okay? And the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. That's going to be your experience. Expect it. You go, don't keep quiet. Open your mouth and preach. You see, if you keep quiet, God will have nothing to confirm. You see, why? 
Confirming what? The word, not your tradition. Hmm? Confirming, not your opinion. Confirming, not your preference. Oh, well, you know, I believe that this is the way, you know, things should be. And all. It's not about that. God doesn't confirm what you feel. Okay? He confirms His Word. His Word. So the reason why many people don't see the hand of God is because they don't speak the Word. So God has nothing to confirm. They're always speaking their mind. I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. God does not confirm the peace of your mind. He confirms His Word. Amen. And that's why you need to know the Word. Amen. That's why we took time to go into the purple book, through the purple book, to help you to know the Word. Amen. So that you have what to use. God works with His Word. Even the angels of God work with His Word. Amen. So, God was with them, confirming the Word. The Word. The Word. So start looking for scriptures. Start going through the Bible. Start reading the Bible. Start reading the Gospels. Start reading the New Testament. Start reading the Old Testament. Read all of that because at the right time, you have the opportunity to open your mouth. Come on. And to speak the word. And when you speak, expect confirmation by signs. Expect signs to follow. Your, listen, your accreditation is linked to the Word of God. Amen. Your divine accreditation is linked to the Word of God. So God wants to accredit you, but it is hinged upon His Word. You need to know the Word. If you are going to be a true disciple of Christ, you must get into the Word of God. going to confirm what the news says. He will not. He will not confirm what your soccer team. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He will confirm his word. He is committed to his word. Amen. He's committed to his word. And that's why you find if you study the life of Jesus, we're going to go through the book of Luke. Okay, starting from tomorrow. If you are hungry, you can come. We'll do it together. Tomorrow morning, 5.30, every day. We'll go through the book of Luke. Do you like that? I'll see. (laughs) Glory to God. So, signs are important. Signs are what? They are important. I'm going to lay hands on you, anoint you with oil. Okay? 
How many people, okay, we didn't announce it last week. I said if you have any, like, point of contact, you could bring it. I said it yesterday. If you have any, that is fine. If you don't, that's also fine. We'll pray. Turn with me to the book of Exodus. And I want you to see something from Exodus chapter 4. Now, in chapter 3, this was when, G, when uh, Moses had the encounter with God, right? God came. God came in the burning bush, appeared to Moses. He appeared to Moses. And what happened? He talked to Moses from the burning bush. And he told him about the, his uh, assignment that he had for for Moses to go to Pharaoh to liberate the children of Israel from the oppression that they were going through. And he also promised to take them to a land flowing with milk and honey. Correct? Now in chapter 4, verse 1, Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say that the Lord has not appeared to you. Because the Lord also asked him to go to the Israelites, to the elders, and tell them his experience. And what did the Lord say? So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? And he said, a rod. Okay? And he said to him, cast it to the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. He reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. You see, God never sends you without a sign. Are you getting me? He never sends you without his accreditation. So here he's given Moses a sign. He's given Moses a sign. Like I said, you don't look after signs. The signs will follow you if you do what God asks you to do. Furthermore, the Lord said to him, verse 6, Now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. Can you imagine that? He could run away from the serpent at least. When he, put, he could run away from it. Now, how, what will he do with his hand? He can't run away from his hand. Huh? Very interesting. I wouldn't mind God showing me this, this scene. I would like to see the drama. I want to see the expression on Moses' face. When he saw his hand, oh my God. <laughs> and then he said to him, verse 7, put your hand in your bosom again. And he put his hand in his bosom again and drew it out of his bosom. And behold, it was restored like his other flesh. Verse 8, then it will be if they do not believe you. 
nor heed the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. So God gave him two signs. One was with the rod. Correct? And then the second was with his hand. And these signs have a voice. You see? They have a message. If they do not believe you, nor heed the message of the first sign. So the sign has a message. The sign that follows you or should follow you should have a message. Alright? So it's not just what you say with your mouth. It's what God does through what you say. Are you ready for that? There is a message that has not yet been spoken because you have not demonstrated the sign. Can you see why our, our effect is limited? Because it's a message that is not being declared. There's a message that we're not communicating. And that message should come from the sign. It should come from the sign. You ready for that? There is a divine accreditation upon your life. But it's up to you to begin to use it. Begin to use it. Then, and what he says, if they don't believe the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. So you see, for Moses, he had two. I don't know how many you have. Only God knows. I don't know. You, you, you find out. It's up to you to find out. I'm not going to tell you. Yes. I'm still figuring out mine. So you go figure out yours. But the point is that you have a sign. There is a sign that God has given to you. Isn't it, Fez? That's right. Hallelujah. It says, and it shall be if they do not believe even those, these two signs or listen to your voice that you shall take water from the river, pour it on the dry land. The water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. My goodness. This is God telling Moses. Look, okay. You put your rod, when you go to the elders and you tell them God appeared to you, and this is what he said, this is what he said, if they refuse to believe, drop your rod. It will become a serpent. If they don't believe that, you pick it up, you now put your hand in your bosom, bring it out and show them. You put it back, bring it out and show them. If they don't believe that, go to the river, take water, bring it to dry land, put it on the uh, on the ground, that water will become blood right before their eyes. So why did God take time to give Moses all these signs? So that they will believe his message. The reason people are not believing our message 
It's because we've left the signs behind. We have left the signs behind. It's not about how good you are at arguments. It's good to be well informed. Don't make any mistake about that. But you cannot put your confidence in your wisdom. Are you following me? We need signs. How many believers do we have here? This sign shall follow them that believe. Where are your signs? Show me your signs. It's time to begin to walk in signs. In signs and wonders. Miraculous signs. It's part of the gospel. It's part of the great commission. Even in Matthew 28. Let's turn there. Matthew 28. You see. In Matthew 28... Verse 20. Matthew 28, verse 20. It says, okay, verse, let's read from verse 19. It says, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Teaching them to observe all the things I commanded you. And lo, can you see that? Lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of the age. So in other words, he's saying, go, but as you are going, I am there with you. Amen. What is he there with you for? Signs. Signs. You see that in Mark 16. He was with them confirming the word. Amen. Confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Expect miracles. Thank you, Lord. Expect it. It's part of your divine accreditation. Amen. It is proof that God sent you. Amen. It is proof that God sent you. I know that there are some false miracles. The reason why false prophets are flourishing is because the church has not risen. I'm telling you. It's because the church has not risen. And I have made up my mind, we are going to rise. Amen. And we will display the true signs. Okay? I don't care if Pharaoh has magicians that also can make their, their rod to become serpents. When ours manifest, it will swallow theirs. It's going to swallow theirs. So let them do what they're doing. We are coming. I say we are coming. Yes. Because we serve a God of signs and wonders. Yeah. That's the God we serve. That's the God we're walking with. He's the one that promised to be with us. Even to the end of the age, He is with us. Now, if yesterday, today, Jesus Christ is the same and He is with us, what do you expect? What do you expect? If He is with you, we need to see exactly what he did in those days if you look at john chapter 14 i think it's verse 12 john chapter 14 where he says he that believes in me the works that i do shall he do come on can you see that most surely i say to you he who believes in me the works that i do 
he will do also. And greater works than these will he do. Listen, greater works await you. Greater works await you. In other words, Jesus is saying, you will do more than I did. How about that? Greater works than this. Why? He says, because I go to my father. You know why? He, he has gone to the father. The father is greater than him. Come on. The Father is greater than him. He has gone to the Father and he's at the right hand of the Father. And he's saying, Father, (laughs) let your power flow. And he is there with you. And every word we speak should be confirmed. I want to see blind eyes opening in the streets of Midrand. I want to see deaf ears opening in our shopping malls. I want to see cripple walking in the streets of Midran, in the streets of Gauteng. I'm telling you, this is possible. It's possible. You already have been commissioned. You have got the accreditation from heaven. You don't have to be a great prophet to operate in these things. This is for everybody. Everybody, you know what? Some people have capitalized on this and they use it, they've used it for themselves. But you are going to use it for the kingdom. Amen. You are going to use it to expand the kingdom, to establish the kingdom, to break the power of Pharaoh. Every Pharaoh that has held people captive and has held them bound with this by the signs and wonders and miracles of God, we will break that power telling you we will break it yes, we will break it and i'm committed to this Amen. we start from where we are until we explode Amen. i was listening to a woman a story about this woman she went to mozambique god had told her he was going to use her in signs and wonders and she went there preaching praying praying do you know what she prayed for 100 blind people None of them opened their eyes open. But she didn't stop. Amen. She continued, Amen. continued, continued. Do you know what? Now it has broken. Everywhere she goes, they are raising the dead like crazy. Hallelujah. Amen. They are raising the dead. Every blind person that meets her gets healed. Yeah? Amen. You pray for one or two people and then you, 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 you dump your sign. You say, this thing is not working. Yeah? Is that not how we behave? It's not working. It's not working. I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want people to think I'm not anointed. That's what you think. It's about you. That's why you stop. You stop because you have made it about you. If you don't make it about you, you won't stop. You continue. Even if you have to pray for 1,000 people, do it. The day it breaks, it breaks forth. It will be a river that cannot stop. Be a river that cannot stop. Yeah. I've shared before how the Lord brought me before a river and showed me. He says, many of the people you admire have drunk in this river. 
they've been to this river. They've been to this spot in the spirit. And he said, if you will enter into it and swim, drink and swim, you will experience the same things. You will experience the same things that they have experienced. So people, we have to get to that river. Hallelujah. We must press in. Continue to press in. Continue to press in. Continue to insist. I will not preach without signs and wonders. I will not preach without divine accreditation. If he accredited Jesus by signs, wonders, and miracles, and Jesus said, greater works than this shall you do, guess what? Who is stopping it from flowing? Not God. We are the ones. We are the ones. Are you ready to perform signs? Are you ready to perform wonders? Are you ready to perform miracles? Let's stand up on our feet. I'm going to pray with you. Before that, I want to read a scripture. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.